1: Hey, guys, Michael Govier from the...
2: Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo!
1: Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Just wanted to give you guys a quick update before the show starts. This is our prediction show, recorded Wednesday, March 31st in the afternoon. Opening day eve. That's right. It's here. Opening day's upon us. I cannot wait. I'm very excited. And I wanted to remind you guys that Periscope's going bye-bye. This was the last episode that we recorded a live stream with Periscope. As of March 31st, it's the final day. So please make sure you're subscribed and notified. Click the little bell as well to our YouTube channel. That's right. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. And that way you'll stay in touch with us for our opening day live stream, which is going to be me and Mike Curlin. We're doing a massive extravaganza. 30 plus guests, luminaries from across the fantasy baseball landscape. All kinds of people. Me and Mike Curlin going live at 3 p.m. Eastern time. So don't miss it. Make sure you're subbed to our YouTube channel, blazo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. And that way you won't miss the show. It's going to be a ton of fun. Trust me. We're going to have real actual outcomes, real regular season stats to analyze. And we can say what we were right about and what we we're already wrong about. And we can way, 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 way overreact instantly to what happens on opening day. It's going to be a ton of fun. Trust me. One other note, I did not mention this, and I want to give a shout-out to my guy, Frank Amarante, on Twitter. He gave us credit. He gave me credit and the Palazzo Podcast credit for saying that we talked about the NLDH being a very real possibility on the show for a while. And it looks like the reports are now saying that it's going to go down. So if you've been drafting this way, you're going to be in a great position. If you haven't and you have drafts tonight, it's not too late. I would draft in mind, with the NLDH being a real possibility. And not just a possibility, a certainty. It's going down. It's going to happen. I wasn't 100% sure, but I was 90% sure. And now that it's here, Frank, I want to thank you. Really appreciate it. Follow Frank on Twitter, Frank Amarante. All right, that's it, guys. Thank you so much. Please enjoy the prediction show. It's going to be a doozy of a good time. And we will talk to you guys. Opening day, 3 o'clock p.m. Me and Mike Curlin, don't miss it. Woo! See ya! Welcome into the Hey, Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. This is our final prediction showdown edition. Do or die, everything has to get on the record today. Me and Deary, just the two of us doing our thing. Deery. Deary. Are you excited for this? Are you nervous? Do you feel like we can cover the ground we need to? Yeah, I'm super excited. This is like Christmas
3: Eve for me. Opening day will be tomorrow. First pitch at 1 o'clock. We have a slew of games tomorrow. I'm ecstatic.
1: woo Yeah, we're pumped here at the Palazzo Pod. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to talk about our predictions, our bottom lines. That's it. It's really this that simple. We've covered so much ground over the last couple of months. I don't know what else we can say, but I'm sure there's a few more things we haven't covered quite just yet. And it will give us you know, our opinion, Cy Young, MVP, shit like that. And of course, our Final Fantasy predictions for the record. Of course, I'm Michael Govia, your host, at MJ Govier, Giovius and Victor I-E-R on Twitter. And the Blasel Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. On Twitter and Facebook and our YouTube channel. Please subscribe, give us a sub. Periscope will be gone after today. This is the last day of Periscope. So we really want you guys to get your ass over to the YouTube page for all of our live streams and all of the past live streams. They're all available there. Make sure you sub YouTube. Periscope, go bye-bye. It's out of here. So please, don't be left-stranded wondering where the hell we are, what happened to us, because Periscope went away. It's very important that you recognize YouTube will be our main focus going forward. Bye, Felicia. Gonna miss you, Periscope. All right. So last night I did my main event. That's done. It's in the books. Did you take a look at my team, deary Yeah, I did. Uh, I probably could have predicted about seven or eight of the guys, guys that you've been
3: targeting, also guys that I like. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do with catchers? I mean, there's two catchers. You waited forever, and maybe get a, break, a couple breakouts from those guys. But, uh, I mean, with catchers, it's like either you grab one of them top guys and your second catcher, you're waiting a while, and if there's – Just better value on the board. Like, you're going with the better value. So I like what you did. Oh, there it is.
1: Yeah, with catchers, you know, who
3: cares? Catchers. (laughs) It's one spot. You got corner infielder. You got middle infielder. You got a
1: utility. There might be a difference, though, because these guys that grabbed catchers earlier, like Salvador Perez in the seventh round, or, of course, JT Real Muto was in the fourth round. So if people grab these guys, Will Smith, round nine, and they make a difference, then you're going to have the advantage over other teams who lack anything at catcher. So that's the risk I took. I'm hoping that I can equal some of their production with my two garbage catchers, Tyler Stevenson <laughs> and Francisco Mejia. And I took Mejia on the advice of our guy, Simon Dice, believe it or not. There it is. After we, he was on the show the other day. Show. So... That's that.
3: You, you never know when these guys are gonna break out. Maybe maybe Mejia gets a chance. And uh I mean Stevenson's a good guy. It's just whether or not he's gonna get that time with Tucker Barnhart there.
1: Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a slow process. It's possible I may end up cutting him, but we'll see. At any rate, yeah, the draft uh it didn't go my way exactly. I got some of my guys, like you said, and other guys I could not get. I couldn't get Ty France. He went way too early, mm. more than I expected. So that was gone. Uh, Nick Senzel was a guy I wanted. He he went. There were a few opportunities. San- Sandy Alcantara was another guy I wanted. And he went bye-bye right before I was picking in round nine, I believe. In fact, Bundy, Ian Anderson, and Alcantara went in round 10 right before I decided to take Nick Solak. I didn't want to take Solak in round 10 there. Or round nine, sorry. But I did because I'm like, well, I'm screwed. I wanted all those pitches and they're gone, so I'm going to take the best player I want. And to me, that's Nick Solak there. But the one pick that's got the most controversy right now is James Karinchak in round 10. How do you feel about that, Deary? Is that a mistake?
3: I've been off on Karinchak all preseason. It sounds like they may go to some type of committee, but who knows? Maybe he comes out like gangbusters and he goes out there, saves four or five games. He's looking good. He's got the walk rate down and he ends up being the guy, but... We'll see. I love the Solak pick. Sounds like he's going to bat in the middle of the order now. Power and speed. He's had an incredible spring. And I love the Ian Happ uh, pick as well. Those are two guys that I've really been focusing on here these last couple drafts.
1: Damn! All right. woohoo! Yeah, That's good news for me. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not going to go through the whole draft. If you want to take a look at it, please um, go to my Twitter page. At MJ Govier, G O V is in Victor I E R, and you can see my full final posting. I posted the complete roster last night. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So the one thing that people also bitched about is that I don't have a lot of power on my team, and I'm just hoping that power is a natural part of baseball. Oh, Dave Producers here. Hey, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi, David. Dave, uh, Dave just told me uh, he's really excited about Nate Lowe playing first base. He said, go pick him up. So Dave Prucci. Petrucci. big Nate Lowe fan. Not to be confused with Brandon Lau.
3: <laughs> we haven't talked about Nate Lowe too much. Moving on over to the Rangers, gonna play
1: some first base. Well, got well some power. he's got some power. Uh he strikes out too. And I actually think he's more sneaky and quick than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. He he uh He would have been nice to have for the Rays now because G-Man Choi is having knee surgery, so he's Mm going to be out for a while. But the good news is the Rays have plenty of players to fill that void. Joey Wendell, uh, Brandon Lau might get some first base eligibility, in fact. I'm actually banking on that. When I took him in the main event last night when he fell, like 30 picks from ADP, I'm hoping that I get second base, first base, and outfield eligibility. Triple eligibility from Brandon Lau will be a nice bonus if that happens. But I also am happy that me and Eric Cross picked up Yoshi's toots. Tutsugo, because now he'll probably play more. He could play first and cover for G-Man Choi. And we got him for two bucks in our tag team league. So I'm very happy about that. Rays will be moving
3: people all around that infield. They got a slew of guys that can play multiple multiple positions. And it's kind of what the Rays do. I mean, they will move guys around, find guys to get some at-bats. So uh, hopefully some
1: of these work out for you. All right, well, but let's talk about the one thing, the monstrous news of all. Alberto Montesi has hit the DL.
3: Ah! Forever. Ah! Forever. Ah! Forever.
2: Forever.
1: Terrible. Tragic news. Alberto Montesi, who went 12th overall in my main event wow. last night. 12th overall. Somebody drafted him last night in that main event. Well, that's The Siege, by the way. Uh, people know who that is. The Siege is a very popular, controversial, but high stakes gambler and fantasy player and he took Mondesi 12th overall last night and now he's on the i l deary instant reaction to this news
3: i've talked about him being kind of overvalued and how if you're going for him in the First, maybe second round. and most places, he's been second, third round. It's crazy. He went 12th. Like, you're trying to scoop up steals, but what else are you going to get from him? We've had other analysts on here saying he has the potential to hit 20 home, home runs, potential to score 100 runs, bat 280. But that's the ceiling. That's the ceiling of what he can give you. So I've, I've been avoiding him. I think you can grab 50 steals with two to three other guys in those top four rounds, combine them together. They're guys that are going to give you five cats. Now him on the DL, if you've drafted Mondesi and you put all your eggs in one basket saying, I'm not even going to worry about steals the rest of the draft. I'm going for this one guy. Now he's on the DL. He's going to be slowed
1: down. It's devastating. Yes, sir. Bye-bye Mondesi. This is what all the people who were poo-pooing Mondesi and anti-Mondesi all off long is that if you go all in on him and he gets hurt and you don't back up your steals, you're really screwed. And, I'll give myself credit. I did take Modesty in the Palazzo Invitational, which was not my intention. It was a mistake. I regret it. I didn't necessarily <laughs> want to take him where I took him, but I took him and it's done. But the good news is I backed him up with Luis Robert, the next pick. So I didn't go completely boomer bust on Modesty for steals. And that is the key. If you're going to draft a guy like that and you really want him, you got to make sure that you're prepared otherwise. So... That's it. Modesty's not a guy targeted a lot. He's very flashy. He's very exciting because he can steal so many bags. And he's such a rare commodity with all those stolen bases that he can give you. But I'm glad uh, I mostly avoided him in most leagues. And uh, I feel bad for people that got screwed, though, because injuries suck regardless, right? You know, we don't want injuries. That's no fun for anybody. But that's also what I said, like, 10 days ago. We're going to have more injuries than ever. And they just keep piling up, man. They really do. It's just part of the game. I Guys
3: do. I mean, you're not going to see many guys play a full slate of schedule uh, of their schedule. I mean, managers are a lot safer with guys. Don't guys don't play through injuries as much as they used to back in the 80s and 90s. So they hold back. And I mean, it stinks for guys getting injured this early. But I mean, look out like you need to have, you know, backup plans immediately when guys go down because it is going to happen guys are going to be sitting out three four days you know you had the seven day dl i mean COVID. COVID is still a thing there will be some COVID things that happen here in the first couple of weeks be oh. prepared to scoop up other guys and replace who you may be missing
1: yeah as far as the plots of invitation like i said i took Montesey the second round then i took robert in the third backing up steals beyond that i did take dan F. swanson in the seventh round he could give me some steals yeah it's, and he's probably
3: good for 15.
1: So Ramon Laureano as well. And even Eric Hosmer, he could give you 10 steals. Don't be surprised Mm -hmm. if that happens. I got Shohei Otani. So I backed up my steals. I got Nick Senzel. There's plenty of guys. This is how you do it.
3: There's double digit steals all out there. You just like, and you got to find it. And there's guys that can give you some value at, at, you know, some other categories. So they can be found. It's not like there's, I mean, sure. There's going to be two or three guys that steal 35 plus. But there's a slew of guys that can give you double-digit steals, and at positions where it doesn't happen very often, like a first base. When you mentioned Hosmer,
1: yes, sir, Bob. All right, it's the hands of Rico Plato Fantasy Baseball Podcast. This is it, our final showdown prediction show. So let's get to it. Let's cut the crap. Let us get into the main event here, our main event. Don't forget, we're part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network, and we are the official fantasy baseball podcast of Russell Crowe. We hope that you enjoy. At the end of every show. That we pay tribute to Russell Crowe, Master Commander. The HMS Surprise. (laughs) By giving you that lovely audio. It's an inspiring speech by Captain Jack at the end of our show. And we give it to you every episode. It's become a staple. If you make it that far and you finish our shows, then you get that little reward. So we kind of give you a little cookie at the end of the trail. So make sure you stay tuned through the whole show. Because it's worth it. Captain Jack inspires me every time. Thank you, Captain Jack. Appreciate that. Uh, all right, uh, Deary, what do you want to go with first here? You wanna do you really wanna real quickly just cover our like team opinions? Because I want to get to the fantasy stuff. So do you want to like think who is gonna win each division and win the World Series and all that shit? Or? Yeah,
3: yeah, we could probably do that real quick. All right, good. AL East, who you got?
1: I got the Yankees winning the East. Yankees. All right. Uh I got the Rays. I think the Rays will do it again. Boom. Lock it in. AL Central. I got the White Sox. I got the Twins. OK, Twins. this is Twins. great. We have some parity here. Well, the Twins are a very good regular season team. You know, even if they blow it in the playoffs, they always get it done in the regular season.
3: Here's what bothers me with the Twins. Besides Maeda and Berrios, what's going to happen with the back end of that rotation? It's a bunch of old guys. Are they going to be able to go and scoop up a starting pitcher? And I have some lineup concerns just with Nelson Cruz being older. Donaldson has had some injuries in the past. I think they're going to compete there. Even with Eloy Jimenez going down, I think the White Sox are primed to win 95 games. Wow. All right. AL West. I'm going to go with the Oakland A's. This
1: one was tough. I had three teams in the mix here, but I'm going to go with the Oakland A's. Why? What's the difference maker there? Because there are some good teams in that division. I mean, the Rangers and the Mariners suck, but the A's and the Astros and the, the and the maybe angels the angels, maybe I'm
3: going with the A's. I think they stay healthy all year. Bob Melvin seems to do it over there all the time. Even when he doesn't have the best squads, they're going to ask a lot from some younger pitchers. I think Chris Bass, that's going to be pretty solid. I think Lusardo has a big breakout season and we'll see how they can recover from losing a guy like a Liam Hendricks. I think it's going to be a race all the way down to the last week, but I'm going to side with the A's here.
1: Wow. This is a really tough call. I actually think the Astros will slip. They have a lot of talent, but I'm just not trusting the pitching, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with the A's, too. I think the A's have enough to get the job done. They're always so darn consistent every year in the regular season. If they make the playoffs, they'll blow it, of course. All right, let's go over to the NL side, and then we'll get to oh, the we gotta get
3: our Oh, we got to get our wild cards here.
1: Oh, I thought we'd do the division. Oh, okay, all right, let's do wild cards. Go ahead.
3: Who's your two wild cards? I got the Angels and the Rays. Uh, so it came down to Astros. Angels or Blue Jays, I don't think the Blue Jays starting pitching is going to hold up enough. Astros it's Jesus, Astros man. it's kind of the same thing. And I think the Angels finally get it done. Anthony Rendon you're going to have him there the full season. I think Trout is just being so undervalued right now in fantasy. They need to get this man to the playoffs and I think they make some moves and get over over the top and then the Rays are the other wildcard team because we know what they are. I mean, they, they've they lost Blake Snell in the offseason. Uh, Nick Anderson is out, but they have a slew of other guys in the bullpen that can get it done. They have a roster where guys can play everywhere, like we mentioned before. I love Kevin Cash as a manager, and I think they slip in as the wild card.
1: Wow. I just don't know if that's possible. I see the Yankees and the White Sox, yeah, Yankees, White Sox. Those would be the two wild cards. Makes sense. Yeah, because I already the, all the other teams I already chose there by taking the Rays and the Twins and the A's. I think the Astros miss out, and I think the White Sox sneak in. Although it could be close. I wouldn't be surprised if the White Sox miss the playoffs. But I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. stick to it. I'm not too bummed out about their situation overall. But it, I got to tell you, hold on to your butt. It's gonna be a wild race in that wild card race in the AL. Okay. Let's head over to the NL side. Oh, Sam Jacobowitz is here, by the way. Sam, what up? How you doing? In the house. Breaking news. Sam is always trading players. And he traded (laughs) Marcelo Zuna and Nelson LeMet for Shane Bieber. What do you think of this? I got to tell you, right off the bat, I think that's a terrible idea. I really do.
3: I wouldn't give up Osuna. I I mean, I don't really care about Lamet. But can Bieber really be a top three starting pitcher for a full season here? I think there's other options of guys that could have better seasons, and I absolutely love Marcelo
1: soon. I think he's going to have a monster season and be in the MVP race for the Braves. Well, Sam is uh, complaining. He says, you took the Rays over the Yankees? What the fuck? Well, Sam, I think the Yankees are always bloated and overrated, and their starting staff is not as good as people might think it is this year, so that's why I took that. Who do they have? They lost their two best pitchers, the Rays? Yes, they did, but they still have so much more. They don't need starters. They're in fact, they're going to have. They'll probably lead the league in fewest innings per start overall. Like they're not. It's not going to matter to them.
3: Yeah, and the Yankees are going to be injured all year because it happens every year. It does. And I the have Rays them win most out of everything. I have yeah. them win in the, the the division, but I think the Rays are going to be on their tails all season.
1: Yeah, they won 96 games in 2019, and then they went to the World Series last year. This is a team ascending. They're not going backwards. So.
3: Yeah, it's not like the last two years were a fluke. They're here to stay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I do like this trade because I'm giving up. If I can get out of Denelson-Lamette and I get Bieber, then I'm very happy. So mm-hmm. I feel bad for the side you know, that gave up Bieber to get Lammette on their side. That's that's a Yeah, I wonder I if there was
3: another pitch you could have gotten instead of Denelson-Lamette.
1: Well, he got he wins the trade because he's getting Bieber, so that's good news for Sam. But the other guy got screwed. I feel like that was a bad call on his part. Okay, let's get back to our predictions. National League East. Who you got, Derek? The toughest
3: division. I threw something out on Twitter. I I believe all five teams might end up five hundred. It's going to be an absolute war. But I'm going to go with the New York Mets. Hmm,
1: that's pretty bold. That's a I think that probably deserves an insane fantasy take, even though it's not insane a fantasy
0: take. fantasy take. I
1: don't think that's insane. No, it's a, they're a good team. they got a <laughs> lot of pieces. they got Lindor now. They've got starting pitching. They have Edwin Diaz. They really have no weak links if you look at their roster.
3: Yeah, I love what they've done with the offense. I, I think if Dom Smith really can give them a breakout this year, that offense is going to be deadly, and we're going to see one of the greatest pitching seasons ever by Jacob DeGrom.
1: I just don't think they have the rotation beyond the ground to get it done. That's mm-hmm. the problem here. So I respect your choice, but I'm going with Atlanta to win the NL East. It's going to be close. Very, very close. <laughs> what about the so- Phillies? The-, the Phillies have a chance there to compete? No, because they always blow it. they have to show me something. <laughs> they have to show us that they can get it done. It's going to be a terrible mess in there because I want to take the Nationals, too. I really I like know. the Nationals. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I feel like they bounce back. And don't sleep on the Marlins. I mean, they, they went through, what, like 30 different starters last year throughout their, yeah. their lineup, and they still went to playoffs. I think they compete for a while because I think their starting pitching is pretty solid. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Marlins end up finishing third or fifth in that division.
1: God oh God my camera went out oh God <laughs> no you're right I love the Marlins I think the Marlins offense is very exciting I heard the mm-hmm. I heard your speech slowing down and I thought my computer was doing that weird thing but apparently it wasn't so hang on a second here talk about the Marlins some more yeah I mean I love that that three headed monster of
3: young guys with Alcantara Lopez and Sixto Sanchez we're gonna see Sixto for a full season here I think he's gonna be in the running of becoming one of them top tier guys over the next few seasons and Alcantara and and Pablo have been great. They they've scooped up Starling Marte here. So he's, he's a five cat guy there and they're going to be sneaky. good. someone in this division is going to completely fall apart. And maybe we see a firing of a
1: manager. Someone's going to pay the piper on this one. Buzzkill. Such a buzzkill. Mets pitchers die every year. Says Dave Petrucci. Mark it down. (laughs) That's right, Dave. Jacob DeGrom, he'll have some dings. He'll get dinged up, and he'll be good. He'll probably win a Cy Young again. But what else he got there? I mean, Daniel Peterson, uh, Marcus Stroman's good, but it falls off a cliff pretty quick after Stroman and DeGrom, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So give me Atlanta. Even though I don't feel great about Atlanta, I actually really want to take the Nationals. But let's go to the Central. NL Central, who you got? I'm going with the Brew Crew. I think Christian Yelich
3: has a huge bounce back, and I love the top half of that rotation with Burns and Woodruff I had a take that both of them are going to finish in the top 10 of Cy Young in the National League and hey Freddie Peralta who has shown a lot of talent in the last few years it looks like he's going to be their number five starter now if he comes out and gives you some 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 innings I think the Brewers win this division it is going to be very very tough I do not trust the Cardinals pitching I don't trust the Reds pitching and I think the Cubs take a huge step back this year.
1: Wow. Wow. This is really really hard. I actually want to take the Reds, but I don't know who's <laughs> going to be on that team. I think they're going to they're going to sell off more pieces by the time the trade deadline rolls around. Things will change dramatically. And I think I like the Brewers. All right. I think I like the Brewers a lot. The Cardinals are really annoying. Yeah, they're they are. Be- they're,
3: they're an annoying team.
1: <laughs> they never go away. They never go away. But I like some of the moves that the Brewers have made. So I'm going to stick with that. All right. NL West. Well, it's a two-team race, and I think
3: uh, it's not going to be the team that plays in Coors. I think they finish with maybe the worst record in the league, close to what the Tigers and Orioles are going to be. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. It's a two-team race. I think the wild card comes out of this division as well. But I think the Dodgers win 100 games.
1: Oh, ho, Nelly. Yeah. Uh, seeing is believing the Dodgers will have to totally tank and blow it the Padres will have to have a great year they're both going to be in the playoffs I have no doubt about that but who wins the division I still think it's the Dodgers until the Padres show me otherwise they still have to learn how to win and close you got to learn how to close son always be closing coffee's for closers and that's not the Padres yet so yeah give me the Dodgers all right wild card wise National League who you got
3: I got the Padres and the Braves. I think they both compete for the divisions. They both win over 90 games, and they're also two threats to win the World Series.
1: I okay, so here's where I'll differ. I think it's going to be the Padres, I agree, but the Cardinals. The Cardinals are annoying, so they will get the second wildcard spot because hmm. the NL East will destroy itself. The NL East, <laughs> I only see one team coming out of there because they're going to beat the shit out of each other. Okay. Even though there should be two teams coming out of the card there. Now I could be totally wrong about that, and we'll find out. But the Cardinals are annoying enough; but they just have so many nice little players that get the job done. The rotation is undervalued beyond Flaherty because of guys like Daniel Ponce de Leon. Like these guys are consistent; they get the job done, and they have a lot of bullpen pieces too. Alex Reyes and Giovanni Gallegos and Jordan Hicks is back. I don't like the Cardinals, but I have to be honest about it. I do, <laughs> and it hurts. It hurts. It makes me feel bad. <laughs> Will there ever be a time where they're not good enough? God damn it. It sucks. It's always. happening. All right. So now. Uh boy. I, are we picking all these playoff winners now? Or do you just want no. To the World no, Series?
3: We, we can just go to the World Series.
1: All right. We got in the World Series then.
3: I have the Yankees and the Braves in the World Series and I have the Braves winning the World Series. Really? I do. Things get weird when the playoffs happen. I mean, we saw it last year with the Braves. They go on a run. They have this lead over the Dodgers and squander it away. I think they learned a lot from that. Mike Soroka is going to come back here in the first couple months. And if you can get anything out of him, I think matching up with a guy like Drew Smiley, who will be, I think, solid enough. Max Reed, Charlie Morton. Ian Anderson, I like the bullpen, and I absolutely love the offense. Well, it's interesting to see like what teams are going to make moves, but I think when you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. Obviously, the Dodgers and the Padres are the two teams that everyone's going to be gunning for. I still like the Mets. I think the National League playoffs are going to be an absolute, just like competitive craziness going on. But I'm going to go with the Braves. I think they get over the hump and they take the series this year, and they're going to they're going to uh, win it over the Yankees.
1: I think the Dodgers will win back to back. First team since the release of 98 99 Mm -hmm. to win back to back World Series over. Mm, Boy, this is tough. (laughs) It feels like it's got to be one of the AL East teams. It feels like it has to be. You want to say the Rays. I know you do. Yeah, but I I think they won't make it all the way this year. I think they'll fall short of the goal. And I kind of want to. I think the Twins make a blockbuster move and they go all in and they end their losing streak in the playoffs and they lose in the World Series to the Dodgers. How about that? Twins Dodgers World Series. That's what I'm going for. If the
3: Twins can just stay away from the Yankees in the playoffs, maybe something could happen. I got a half take here. Chris Bryant gets traded to the Twins midseason.
0: Oh. Insane fantasy takes.
1: That's impressive. That means Josh <laughs> Donaldson can't be healthy. Yeah, that's true, too. I don't think Bryant gets traded. I think he actually sticks around, and the Cubs are pretty good enough. They'll are they compete enough where they I was, won't be able to trade him.
3: I was looking at the scenario of the Cubs just being out of it, falling off with the contract talks with Rizzo, and I was thinking of the three teams that would probably fit best for a Baez, Rizzo, or Bryant, and these are crazy takes. They're probably not going to happen, but I was thinking Javi Baez to the Angels, Anthony Rizzo to the Astros, and Bryant to the Twins.
1: Uh, that is bullshit! That is going to be some you know, some wild trade takes. I like it. By the way, Skylar Nelson checking in here on our live stream, which you can always comment on, and we will include you. Giants' Dark Horse wildcard picks. Woo! that sounds like a lot of fandom. Are you a fan of the Giants, Skylar? Is that what's going on here? I feel like that's fandom talking. I'm not picking the Tigers to go to the playoffs, and neither should Anybody?
3: Giants were sneaky last year. They're in the race. I just don't think they can do it over a full uh, season. I yep, just he's a fan. Yeah, I he's just, a fan. See, I don't think they have the depth. I mean, just looking at that lineup. I mean, what are you getting out of Buster Posey and Brandon Belt? Two guys that are 33 and 35 years old.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, sorry, buddy. I busted you on your fandom. I knew it, Skyler. Too many cooks. All right. Hey, we Rico Blazo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Road Fanatic Podcast Network. Go to rotofanatic.com. We are going to have our Dark Horse Cy Young and MLB MLB MVP picks coming out. Hopefully on opening day, we'll have that article going from all of our staff members so that you can get the final word on all things Dark Horse style. Now, Dark Horse means under the radar, of course, so we're not going to pick your standard issue Mike Trouts of the World or Clayton Kershaw. So I like it. I love that. Yeah, we did that article last year. It was a lot of mm-hmm. fun, and I'm hoping to do it again. You know, it's better than, you know. Could it what? Sitting on ass? Wasting mm-hmm. time. We're trying to get things done for you guys here. All right, let's talk player outcomes, awards. Now, I've got some of the odds here for AL MVP. Okay. Who do you think has the best odds for AL MVP? It's probably not close, right? Mike Trout. That is correct. Across all betting lines, Mike Trout's like plus 225, plus 200, plus 215 at worst. He's very much the number one overall selection where you'll get the worst odds. Aaron Judge, plus 1,200. Jose Mm -hmm. Ramirez, plus 1,200. Alex Bregman, plus 12. And so they're all in this grouping. And then it goes down from there. Anthony Rendon, Matt Chapman, Shohei Otani, plus 2,000. That's interesting.
3: There's some value there if you're making that bet.
1: Yeah, here's one. This is one I love. Yoan Moncada 2,500.
3: I really I dig that one because the White Sox are probably making the playoffs. They're going to win 95, probably 90 to 95 games in my world. And you're all about Mankata. He's had a nice spring. He's going to bat right in the middle of that lineup. He's going to have tons of opportunities. I mean, if he could bat like near 300, he's going to have Definitely. a lot of RBIs, a lot of runs, and just those statistics – When you're playing for a team that are going to score a ton of runs, you're in the race, it's rare that you see an MVP come from a team that doesn't make the playoffs. Mike Trout is usually the exception to that. I think Mankat is a nice value there. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man.
1: So who do you want? AL MVP, give it to me. I have Anthony Rendon as the MVP
3: in the American League.
1: Whoa! Wrong! Wow,
3: that is Anthony Rendon. Mm-hmm. How? how does that happen? I was thinking about going a little bit off the board. I think the Angels uh, make the playoffs this year. I think that he bats 300, hits 30 to 35 home runs, scores over 100 runs, 100 RBIs. And I think it's going to end up being Rendon.
1: Oh, I got to tell you, that's that's pretty impressive, man. I mean, I I don't really know how to respond to that. He can put up those numbers. But he's playing on the same team as Trout. So this would also probably assume a possible Trout injury coming in the mix there. That's the way that happens.
3: I, I'm just trying to go a little bit off the board. I, I, I don't want to be boring and go with, with Trout. I, I don't think Judge is in the mix there in the top three or four. I like Jose Ramirez. I think the Indians are going to struggle this year. I think he has a fantastic season. So I was kind of looking at guys that would be playing for t- teams that are going to be really, really competitive. I love the Moncada pick there. Um It'll probably end up being Mike Trout, especially if the Angels do make the playoffs. But I'm going to go with Anthony Rundown here.
1: Genius, genius, genius. All right, there it is. I think it's a no-brainer. I think Mike Trout wins the MVP. He gets back to basics. I know it's boring, but he's just too good. He's too damn good, and he's at 29 years old. He's in the prime of his career. He deserves another couple MVPs before he trails off. This is one of those years, and he's going to... Probably steal at least 15-plus stolen bases. Mark that down as well. Yes, a minimum, 15 steals. And that's part of his overall profile. So there you go. That's it. I know it's boring, but I have to stick with what I know. NL MVP. Juan Soto is the favorite. Mm-hmm. But his odds are lower than Trout's. You know, plus 735, 700, 750, depending on what site you're booking at. Who's second behind Soto for best MVP odds? I'd say either Betts or Acuna. That's absolutely correct. It's Betts second, Acuna third. So you nailed Mm -hmm. it. Well done, sir. Mm -hmm. All right. So who do you got then for overall National League
3: MVP? I, I like all three of those guys, but I went off the board here as well. I'm going with Christian Yelich here. I think he has a massive bounce back, 35 home runs, 100 RBI, 100 runs. One, stolen bases, and he bats over 300. And I got the Brewers winning the Central, so I'm going to go with Yelich here.
1: Wow. <laughs> hey, you're on fire. I got to tell you.
0: Boo! Boo! Rubbish! Filth! Slime! Muck!
1: Hey, ladies, shut up. Deary's got good opinions. It's so annoying. I got to <laughs> tell you, I love Yelich. Yelich will have a bounce back here. He's going to be finishing as a top 10 fantasy player without a doubt. I have no doubt about that. I like it. It's fun. For me... This is more complicated because Trout is just so obvious to me mm-hmm. in the AL. But in the NL, you're right. These guys are all really good in the mix. And the Dodgers are going to be the best team. And I think in the end, that means Mookie Betts is going to win the MVP. And that would make him one of the rare players to win MVP in both AL and NL, right? That's right. Who has done it? Well, uh, Frank Robinson was the first, uh-huh. I believe anyone else done it? I don't know. I'll look it up. But that's a rare feat regardless, so I'm very happy for him. Congratulations, Mookie Betts, on your 2021 National League MVP. <laughs> on to your butts. Very happy for him. I knew he could do it. At any rate, that's how I see it. Because, you know, this is how, you got to think how voters vote, too. Voters are annoyingly lame. And they, <laughs> it's getting worse and worse and worse. Got to vote for the player on the best team. It used to be, you know, there was a time when Akeem Olajuwon was the most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament, even though they lost to North Carolina State. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because you give it to the best player, regardless. Hmm. You don't just. Oh well, not, this trend—it all changed. To me, it all changed in 1992 when Gino Torretta won the Heisman for the Hurricanes, and they—they they were like the one of the best teams, but they—he sucked. He was terrible. <laughs> yeah. It he started this the, trend. Yeah. And oh, and it, then, then it then it happened every year for the Heisman for 25 years. Yeah, it's always a quarterback that started that trend. And then it all it kind of bled into every other sport. It's just, oh, who's the best team first? We got to say. Mm-hmm. It's not the best players, the best team's player. It's the most valuable player. So, hey, whatever. Nobody cares about that. It's my little point of contention. All right, what do we do next here? Let's go to back to the AL Cy Young. AL Cy Young Award. The best odds for AL Cy Young Award are actually Garrett Cole just slightly, ever so slightly over Shane Bieber. Very okay. slightly. Okay. Very close. Who's mm-hmm. third?
3: Mm. Lucas Giolito.
1: That's right. Very good. You're good at this, Jerry. All right. Who you got for AL Cy Young?
3: I have Lucas Giolito. Hey!
1: Woohoo! I am all I, I am all that.
3: I am all over Giolito. Um I have one share of him. Have, my last draft is tonight, and I'm really hoping I can snag him. And I actually might end up taking him at tenth. It's a 16 team league. I don't know if he's going to be there on the on the comeback. There, I end up might taking might end up taking him tenth. I think he has a monster year. I think he wins a ton of games on an offense that's going to score a lot. I think he strikes out 240 guys. He's going to give you the innings. I'm going to go with Lucas Giolito here. Tribe has spoken.
1: Damn, son, I love it. I love that take. I actually was thinking the same thing all offseason. And I'm, I don't have any reason to change my mind. So, yeah, we agree. I think Lucas Giolito will win the Cy Young Award this year. He'll ascend to another level. He's going to get a lot of innings. He's going to be one of the rare pitchers that will give you a bulk of IP. He strikes people out. He's getting better at working on his command and lowering the walks. And he's on his way to his first ever Cy Young. A full season's worth. Woohoo! hoo and Deary both agree on that one. That feels good. Very good news. But if we both agree on it, then we're obviously wrong, and someone else is going to win. So make sure you guys choose somebody else if you're betting on this. NL Cy Young.
3: Are we going at odds here? I mean, is, who's, well, who's the... Who's, how, how big of a clear-cut favorite is Jacob DeGrom?
1: Uh, he's slightly more of a favorite than... Yeah, he's more in favor than Cole is in the ale, but it's not too much more, believe it or not. Okay. Who's second? Hmm.
3: Um. I. It's not Trevor Bauer, is it? It sure is. Is That's it really? The
1: guy, the guy you love to hate, everybody's favorite. Boo this
0: man! No!
1: Yeah, Trevor Bauer is the second favorite who's third Max Scherzer right okay. there in, in the running he's not dead yet folks he's got one good season left with him so who you got for L-S-S-I-N. where's where's uh where's Aaron Nola on the board Well, he's sixth behind Walker Buehler and you, Darvish, sixth. Okay, yeah, makes sense.
3: I'm going with DeGrom. I think it's a slam dunk. He finally gets enough wins, which, I mean, he's been given the Cy Young with winning, what, 11, 12 games. I think the Mets score enough for him. And even if he misses a couple starts because of, you know, some hiccups and some injuries, I still think he has such a dominant season. I have the Mets winning that division. I think Jacob DeGrom wins it.
1: Hmm. That's hard to bet against DeGrom. I mean, you can't argue with it. He's the legend. He's incredible. He throws harder and harder the older he gets, which is really bizarre. But in the end, man, I, I want to go to a different track here. It's definitely not Trevor Bauer. And Max Scherzer could be the guy. But I don't... Uh, I, I, want, I really want to pick Max Scherzer. I do. I really, really do. But in the end, I think I'm going to take... <laughs> um, i think i'm gonna take, take blake snell i think blake snell will win the cy young award could okay. be the best pitcher on one of the better teams in baseball so that gives him that advantage that the voters want oh the padres are good he's good so they'll throw that in the mix i think that it's really possible that it's going to be blake snell if it's not blake snell it'd be walker bueller that's my other pick it will not be trevor bauer this year no way in hell Um, that's a lock to me. I think that's a guarantee that he will not win the Cy Young in 2021. Book it. I agree. Okay, quickly here. Let's go to uh, Rookies of the Year. Let's go to the NL. We'll stay in the NL first. NL Rookie of the Year. Do you have somebody in mind? I do. Um, So it gets a little murky. I mean, so what what qualifies you
3: to be Rookie of the Year? Because there are guys that played last year. Was there a certain amount of games you had to play last year to not be in the running this year?
1: Still the same rookie threshold, 130 at bats. Okay. And uh how many innings is it? I can't remember how many innings it is for a pitcher. But yeah. Most of the guys you would think are rookies are still rookies. Interesting. I'll go first. I think oh, that oh, okay. the NL rookie of the year is going to be Ian Anderson. He qualifies still because he's still he sure a rookie. Does. And mm-hmm. he's gonna be fantastic. I think People are underestimating him. They think that he was a flash in the pan because it was a small sample size last year, which is true. It was a small sample size, but he's a highly touted prospect. He's an elite pitcher, and he's going to get to go full bore. I'm expecting 120 innings at least in 2021 from Ian Anderson, and I got to give credit to Eric Cross. I was really off Ian Anderson, but he talked me into him when we did our tag team draft together, and now I'm all in on Ian Anderson. So give me Ian Anderson for an NL Rookie
3: of the Year. Yeah, I've gone back and forth on Ian Ian Anderson. I think he may I think he was a little overvalued at the start of many draft seasons. I think he's come back to earth. I have him in my dynasty. I I, I kept him. I think he's a solid year, so I think that's a good pick there. Yay! Hey, are you joining me? I'm not. I'm gonna go with Dylan Carlson to the Cardinals. Dylan! <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he gets close to 30 home runs. He's going to have a lot of RBIs. There's going to be a lot of guys on base, Goldie and Arenado. Uh, he's probably going to strike out a ton, but I don't think it's going to matter. And I think
1: he's going to end up winning the National League Cy Young. Boom. There it is. Well done, sir. I can respect that. Uh, some of the names on this board, by the way, Sixto Sanchez, Cabrian Hayes. He's the leader in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I still like our picks. I do. I think that's... Tyler Stevenson's on this board as well. Plus 1,800. Mm. And then there's the new guy in town. Song Kim of the Padres. And I think we're really underestimating him. If he gets to play, he really could end up being the guy who takes this. So we'll see how that goes. Jazz Chisholm made the open-day roster for the Marlins. So he's technically in the running. But he's plus 2,500. Not a, clearly not a favorite. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know if he has
3: the overall kind of, like, hit tool. He's not a power guy. I think it's going to take him a few years, unless he comes out and, like, wins the batting championship.
1: Yeah. And then the one guy on that list that I found intriguing is uh, Nick Lodolo is on that list. Okay. And I don't know a lot about Nick Lodolo. I'm going to be flat out honest, but he's fourth, fifth on this list here, plus 1,200. Nick Lodolo, Cincinnati Reds.
3: Hey, guys have come out of nowhere. I Remember remember, uh, the Hammer, Bob Hamlin?
1: (laughs) <laughs> hammer. Don't forget Kristen Pache as well. He's going to he's starting. He got the starting job in Atlanta, so stay mm-hmm. tuned there. All right, AL wise, I think it's a lot more a lot more complex. There's a lot of big names here that I love and I don't know who to decide between because there's a lot of great talent. In fact, to me, the talent clearly favors the young talent. Mm-hmm. Favors the AL over the NL. Mm-hmm. And Randy Rosarina is still a rookie, so he's the clear yeah. favorite here. Mm-hmm. Jared Klonick <laughs> is second. Dave Petrucci chimed in here in our live comments, and he says, Andrew Vaughn, AL mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year. And he also says, what about Cabrian Hayes for National League Rookie of the Year? Pirates are awful. Early call-up. No, I mean, Cabrian Hayes will get the opportunity. I just think he's more of a defensive guy. So may- maybe we'll be wrong here. He will get a lot of opportunity, but, you know, we're going in a different direction. He, I mean, Hayes has had an amazing spring, but
3: and he had an amazing season last year, but can it last a whole year with the Pir- with the Pirates? I I think he ends up being a really, really quality player this year, but I, I I like our picks in the National League, but there's a reason that Cabrian Hayes is the odds-on favorite right now.
1: My AL Rookie of the Year, Rosarina is so much fun. I've covered it 10,000 times on the show. I'm not going there again. I love Kalanick, but I still think there's growing pains there. He will get called up. I'm going to go with Ryan Mountcastle. I think he will win <laughs> AL Rookie of the Year. I really do. I think he's going to get the playing time. He's got the bat. He's going to put up some really good numbers in that beautiful ballpark that you can play great baseball in in the summertime because the ball flies out of Camden Yards. Wee! I'm down, man. It's Basically, it's the cores Coors. of the East. And I think Mountcastle gets it done. I really do. I know you like Mountcastle, so I hope I didn't steal your pick.
3: We are simpatico on this one, Michael. I absolutely love Ryan Mountcastle this year. I think he bats near 325 home runs. He's going to have a ton of RBIs for a shitty Orioles offense, but it won't matter. I think he's a superstar in the making. I am all over Mountcastle
1: this year. Yeah, remember, this is the one award where it doesn't matter if your team's good or not. They actually <laughs> kind of focus on the garbage team. Because Kyle Lewis won it last year, and the Mariners sucked. So it, it,
3: I'd yeah. have to go back in history. It seems to come from teams that aren't that great. Because generally, teams that are you know built to win championships don't have many rookies on their team. and And if they do, it's because of injury, and they come up later in the season. But we're looking at a couple guys who are going
1: to be starting from day one here. Well, there it is. We have spoken on our wards. It's in the can. The Hans Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Show, part of the Road Fanatic Podcast Network. Don't forget, Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com is how you can reach us. If you want a podcast done about your league, you want to do a draft recap show, or just like a any type of show, you want a podcast about your own league, we may do that for you. Contact us at Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com or DM us on Palazzo Podcast Twitter, And Facebook, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. And we'll talk about it. We can negotiate, as they say. We've already had some people who are interested, so it's very cool. It's a lot of fun. We like doing this kind of stuff. It's mixing up and connecting with people and trying new experiences. That's what we do on this show. We have a good time. We love baseball. We got opening day tomorrow. Woo, man, opening day. It's going to be a doozy. Mike,
3: I'm going to have to send you some texts later tonight or early tomorrow. I've been going through all the shine to ride the pines. And there uh-huh. are a bunch of players where you just didn't chime in on. You you let me and the guests talk about, but you didn't give a prediction. So I, I'll shoot out some uh, some over unders to you, and you can respond to those. I am almost done with the document.
1: Wow. Well, yeah. I started when we started doing it. I wasn't jumping in then. Correct. Uh, halfway through, I was like, oh, I got to jump in on these. So yeah. That was yeah, my sure. fault. But, okay, cool, good job, dearie. All right. This is it now. So let's get our final takes on the record. Anything and everything we haven't discussed, we haven't filled. Uh, How do you want to do this? Do you want to... I have no idea. (laughs) I mean, do you have some things you wanted to say that we didn't get to say yet? No, not yet. Not really. Oh. Well, that's great. I think I wanted to reinforce some of the things that I believe in and I think will happen so people can come back to us and they can either shit on us or they can praise us and realize that we give you guys quality fantasy information. And I put my money where my mouth is this year because i did the main event that's huge that's a that's very expensive uh experience i didn't get a lot of the guys i wanted but i want to share some of my player shares and i'll tell you why right now so the most guys owned at least on all my nfbc website leagues which is i think uh 11 or 12 the most owned player i have is yoan Mancata. i have nine shares of him And I think Yohan Mankata could win the AL MVP. I didn't pick him because Mike Trout is amazing. But I think he's a dark horse for sure. In fact, he might be my dark horse pick in the Rotofonetic article coming out about dark horse MVPs. I love Yohan Mankata because he could do everything. There's nothing he can't do. I really see him as an absolute five-category threat. And then the second most owned guy is Ty France. I love Ty France. I said he could win a batting title possibly. If he doesn't do it this year, he will definitely do it in the next couple of years. And then Spencer Turnbull. Now, I know he has COVID, so that sucks. But I believe Spencer Turnbull could still be the best pitcher on that staff, the Tigers staff this year. And that includes Casey Mize and so many other players. I think I think it's really possible. I, I know COVID sucks and it can slow you down, but it's the truth. I feel that way, and I'm standing by my opinions. So there's a couple of intro thoughts. My most owned players. Those are my top three most owned players.
3: Interesting. So I, I, I'm just wondering, I mean, where are you slotting Turnbull in on your starting rotations? I mean, is he your SP five?
1: Well, he's on the bench right now, so Okay. Okay. Right? I mean, I can't play him. He's COVID out.
3: What's oh, by the, the way, what's the ceiling for Turnbull this year?
1: Uh, I think that would be ten wins still in play. Okay. I think ten wins with a ERA under three eighty. Hmm. Okay. And a whip under 123. I think that's possible.
3: Okay. How much value is that, though? <laughs> I mean, you just own them in a bunch of leagues. That's that, That's
1: fine. That's true. Oh, by the way, Fantasy Flock Network checking in saying, I love the show. Drop that like, guys. Hey, thank you. That's Mason Dodge. Shout out to Mason, our guy. Good to see you. Thanks for popping in here. Show. I've done some videos with Mason. You can check out his site, Fantasy Flock Network. He does really good work over there. The guy's the master of YouTube, I swear. Don't miss out. He's a wise man, even though he makes fun of himself daily for saying he doesn't know shit. And I respect that. That's honesty. <laughs> but I I think Spencer Turnbull, once COVID passes and then he gets rolling in May, he really can give you 10 wins, strike out 140 plus still. Um, I think a K-9 of over 9 for sure is a lock, a 9.5, 9.7. So the COVID's a bummer. It does – it ruins my plans because we don't know how these guys bounce back. So I'm a little disappointed, but I still believe very much in his skill set and what he can do, Mm -hmm. and he's, he's really focused on himself the last two years. So I don't think this will deter him too much. Could be a good love time, dear. I We're love it. Yeah.
3: Hey, hey, Casey Mize has looked pretty damn good in his last couple starts, and he's going to be in the rotation as well. It's going to be a fun rotation just to watch whether they you get the returns on them or not. I mean, there could be some hidden
1: gems in there for some quick fantasy runs.
2: Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo.
1: That's true. All right. So those are some of my most owned guys. I believe in them wholeheartedly. Ty France, you could get tremendous value from uh, Starling Marte and Adam Eaton. Are also guys I own a ton of. I love Starling Marte. He's going to hit the top of the order. We're talking 280 plus, 20 home runs, 25 plus deals. 100 runs is definitely in play in that lineup, which I think is undervalued, like I've said and you said earlier. Mm-hmm. So I'm going all in on him. And Adam Eaton, I said before, Adam Eaton is just going to be good because that's what he is. He's a good fantasy player. He gets the job done. 100 runs scored in that lineup. Eloy Jimenez is out too, so there's no doubt that Eaton will be sitting. He's definitely in this lineup. All the time now, and I'll
3: just stay healthy. He's an excellent defensive outfielder, Um, really good left-handed back, can scoop up some steals even at his age. And if he stays healthy, that's a huge, huge pickup for fantasy owners.
1: Absolutely, these are my guys: Brady Singer, seven shares of love. Brady Singer, he's a bulldog on the mound. Do I? He's got, he's got great command. He's got mm-hmm. great stuff too. He's just a good quality pitcher who doesn't fuck around. He gets down to brass tacks. He's a hardcore. Bulldog, the guy you want on the mound in clutch situations. And he will be the ace of the staff. He really will be. This is a guy
3: that I've talked about. I mean, this guy could have been the number one overall pick two years ago when Casey Mize went. Uh, Brady Singer is a little faster in, uh, along on the track. If you are in a dynasty, I think Brady Singer, you could get really, really cheap right now. And I think he is going to be a top 10 pitcher within the next couple of years.
1: I have no problems with that whatsoever. I'm completely supporting that. Then like Gary Sanchez. Seven shares of him, one of my mm-hmm. most home players, 30-plus home runs. Yes, the average might suck, but when it comes to catcher, you just can't find a catcher that can do what he does. He's not dead yet, folks. In fact, I think he's going to have one of his better seasons on record because he's got pride. And then Nick Solak's the other guy. Love Nick Solak. All day. Deary described it earlier. The Rangers love to run, so he's going to run a lot. He'll hit for power. I think there was concern that he might lose some playing time when the preseason looked so murky with Willie Calhoun and Nate Lowe in the picture and David Dahl's side, but injuries have already popped up, and they've cleared the way for Nick Solek to go to town. woo
3: free Free-for-all. He's, he's had an incredible spring. They're now slotting him in right in the middle of the order, which a team that's probably going to bat like 240, but they're going to hit a ton of home runs in that ballpark. Solek's going to give you double-digit steals. I think he's going to have a huge breakout, and he's got excellent position eligibility.
1: Yep. I love that. I'm so down with
2: that. Yeah, but Queen Bono, who benefits?
1: There's always <laughs> a benefit. When somebody gets hurt, somebody goes down, there's opportunity. Shohei Otani is going to be a borderline MVP candidate. He could have 100-plus innings pitched, and he could score 80-plus, 90 runs. This is going to be a unique player. It's going to be so fascinating to watch him play. I love him. I prefer him in non-Yahoo situations. But I'll take him in Yahoo as the hitter over the pitcher if I have to make a choice like that. I prefer mm-hmm. the hitter over the pitcher.
3: I would agree there. I, I I mean, I've been talking the last few years, like, give up on this pitching thing. But they're going to need him to pitch if they're going to be competitive. But thinking about, like, so you have David Fletcher leads off. If Shohei Otani bats number two in that lineup five to six days a week, he is followed by Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, Justin Upton, he's going to be knocked in a ton of times there is a possibility for 100 runs the guy can steal bases i mean if he can if he can get 500 plate appearances 20 stolen bases it can happen the guy's got a super long stride throw out what happened last year i mean he's you know he he was dealing with the arm issues and then they're asking him to dh and he was just an absolute di- disaster this guy's a pro player he's 26 years old go out and get some shares of shohei ohtani cuz i think he's really going to have a nice season
0: Oh,
1: yeah. I've talked about Shohei way too much on the show. So if you don't know, you now know. A few others in that mostly five shares or more. Carlos Mm -hmm. Correa. I've got a lot of shares of Carlos Correa. And some of you might not like that. But I still think there's a great player in that bat. He's not dead yet. He's only 26 still. He's still young. And he's going to want to have a great free agent contract after whatever happens with the labor strife. And I believe that Carlos Correa can still make it happen. He's not going to steal bags. that That's not part of his profile. But everything else is in play. And he's going to get the opportunity. So I like Carlos Correa. As somebody who's being drafted at like 110 in the 100s to the 120 range as a shortstop, I think he's a perfect backup. And he might show me that he's actually the starter. He could be a starter on your team.
3: It's going to be value on your return. You talked about him going 100 plus, and he has the opportunity to be a top five guy. He could end up being a top 40, top 45 player. There's probably eight or nine other shortstops that went off the board. But if there's one guy outside those major guys that I think truly could be a top five shortstop,
1: it's Correa. No doubt about it. So those are some of the guys I love. There's so many more guys. I'm not going to go through every single player, but I just want you guys to know some of the other names I love. Jeff McNeil, Garrett Hampson, Josh Rojas, Taylor Rogers of Minnesota. Everyone's worried about Alex Colomay, but Taylor Rogers will still get plenty of save opportunities. Uh, Gregory Soto, I think, will be the Mm -hmm. ace of the pen eventually with the Tigers. A lot of people are buying into that now.
3: He's got the best stuff in the pen.
1: Yeah. Sandy Alcantara.
3: And guess what? Chris Fetter's going to be working with him. I am a firm believer of Chris Fetter doing a wonders with that staff
1: in Detroit. Chris Fetter's got COVID, man. I'm sorry about that. Sad. I he's hope still a video okay. conference, right? Yeah, get well soon, Chris Fetter. We're thinking about you.
0: This is such a crock of shit.
1: Tony Gonsolin, I know Dustin May won the fifth starter spot in L.A. for now, but I don't care. Gonsolin will still get plenty of opportunity to throw a lot of innings. He will, because he's too damn good. He's going to have nice May- ratios. Yeah, he's going to have great ratios, and there's going to be injuries in that staff, and there's going to be a six-man rotation at some point. It's just going to be a mess over there. So don't, mm-hmm. don't assume that all hope is lost. Oh, Dustin May won the fifth spot today. It's over. Tony Gonsolin's very much still in what they want to do. Ryan Yarbrough. Love Ryan Yarbrough. I love Omar Narvaez, catcher for the Brewers. Very, very underrated. In fact, his ADP rose over the last month or so. And I <laughs> it was, think
3: It was because of your take on him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it was because people saw him. He played pretty well in spring, and he reminded people that he's a pretty damn good catcher, especially where you can't get much batting average from catchers. He hits 270, 280. That's incredible value, especially where he's being drafted in the 300s plus. And uh, yeah, I could go on and on. But those are some of the guys I like. The one guy I'll be most curious about is Kohei Arihara. I don't know what to expect from him, but I have several shares of him. I took a flyer on him because he was so cheap in so many drafts. He's the... Starting pitcher for the Rangers, Kohei Arihara, just came over from Japan. Is he good? Is he not? We're going to find out. He's got a lot of pitches that he can throw, (laughs) but he doesn't throw incredibly hard. But if he can keep pitchers off balance, his last spring start, he struck out six batters in three-plus innings pitched. It looked a little more promising than some of his other spring starts. But I don't know what to expect from him, but I think he's worth a shot when he's going around ADP 500, 510 Hey, we'll anything,
3: find can ha- anything can happen at that ADP. I mean, we, we've seen it before where you draft guys that late and they end up being top top 100, top 150 uh, players. And this happens every year in baseball. It's it's so different than any other sports where there's just huge breakouts. And it might be the only season that a guy has a big breakout, but it happens. And lo- if you're lucky, you found that guy in the draft. Or if you did your research, you really dug down deep, listened to all the amazing podcasts and all the all the incredible guests that we've had on the Plaza pod since January 6th. There's probably a few guys out there that we mentioned that are way down there that you're going to scoop up and they're going to be top 200 guys and give your team a big boost this year.
1: You are a wise man, Deary Deary any final thoughts you want to make about any of your fantasy players before we go. Well, I mean, I got five leagues.
3: I got my, my last league drafting tonight. I, there's very few teams where I, I, I share players. It, it's just kind of the way it wor- it's worked out. You you gave a slew of players that I like as well. Um, there's plenty of guys I could throw in there, but you know what? We've gone through so many podcasts. I've mentioned all the guys I like, all the guys I'm out on. I'm just excited for tomorrow. I'm excited for okay, opening day. It is going to be a hell of a season Fantasy is going to be absolutely incredible. There's going to be injuries that we talked about. There's going to be breakouts. There's going to be guys that completely fall apart in the first couple of weeks, and, and people are going to freak out and not know whether to, to drop somebody because they're just absolutely falling apart. There's going to be somebody that breaks out in the first two weeks and someone makes a trade for them or someone scoops them up and is all excited about them, and then they fall apart. Baseball is just so incredible. There's the uncertainty of what happens in a season, the uncertainty of what happens in fantasy. And, hey, sometimes fantasy – You start out really, really slow. Keep on the grind. Keep researching. listening to all these podcasts that are coming out from all these amazing people, including us, Palazzo Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs. We're going to do our best to serve you as the season continues. Give me two. And continue to give our best fantasy takes on who should be scooped up, who should be let go, trends that are happening. I am excited. It is like Christmas Eve in the Deary household, and I will be locked in at 1 o'clock on that couch tomorrow.
1: You know, in the spirit of that, don't forget, me and Mike Curlin will be doing a live stream starting at about three o'clock Eastern Time, opening day tomorrow when the first couple of games get going. Yankees Blue Jays is the first game at one o five p.m. Eastern Time, and there'll be the Tigers go off at one ten. Our Tigers opening day. Hey, we going out opening day getting shit faced, dude? Woo! I gotta be at work at three o'clock tomorrow. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, at any rate, that live stream starts at about 3 o'clock. Me and Curlin, we're going to have a ton of guests on. We're hoping we, Deary will show up at some point as well. But no, like, I'll, I'll, pop in, I'll pop in once those West Coast games get going at night. Yeah, anybody. I'll be, I'll be later any, in the night. We're going to have it. Seriously, i got like 30 people lined up. Everybody who's anybody in the fantasy baseball industry will pop on this live stream. Me and Curlin are going to go as long as we can. We're going to have a great time. Deary just said it so well. Thank you, Deary. Nice sentiment on opening day. So, we appreciate you guys. We really do. Let the games begin. Hopefully, we got all of our takes out over the last three months with all the guests we had, and our opinions have been noted who I like, who I don't like. Now, it's up to the players to show us what they got. I'm Michael Gauvier at MJ Gauvier, victor, IER on Twitter. Of course, he's CDERY1999, D E A R Y. This is the Plaza Podcast Two L's, Two Zs. Utah. Plasma yeah, podcast at protonmail.com. Send us an email, let us know what you want to do. We've got a lot coming up now. We got opening day. This is it, dearie. Get hyped. Woo-hoo! I'm so excited. I'm just about to
3: finish all my predictions in terms of crazy, wacky, divisional, you know, similar to what we had already done today. I've been releasing those in the last 24 hours. Tomorrow morning, I will share the shine or ride the predictions for the season of all the guests we have had on. I think it's like 46, 47 guests. I'm going to wow. share that doc out so we can be on record who's shining this year and who's riding the pine.
0: Good morning, my neighbors.
1: All right, everybody. There it is. Stay tuned. Follow him at C. Deary, 1999. We'll see you guys for opening day tomorrow. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for everybody who gives us so much of your time. We really wouldn't have a show without all of you. Godspeed, everybody. But I'll never forget the way I felt. In 2020 I would do Anything For an ace But I won't do that
2: Right lads Now I know there's not a faint heart among you And I know you're as anxious as I am To get into close action But we must bring him right up beside us Before we spring this trap That will test our nerve And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed... will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs>